time now for Life on the Pirate Ship. Here's your host, Harry Arnett. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, Harry Arnett. Filling in for Amanda Balionis, who's on assignment at the Ryder Cup for PGA.com, I believe, is the executive producer of Callaway Media Productions, Jeff Newbarth. We are going to be talking Ryder Cup and Callaway all week long, except today we're going to spend the show talking about Arnold Palmer. Of course, Jeff. That's what we're going to do today. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we spoke yesterday right after we heard the news. Uh, obviously, one of, you know, something you just can't get ready for, though. You knew it, it probably was going to occur in, in, in the near future, but still, it never ceases to shock you. But what, what a life. What a man. And I'm glad to be here with you today to celebrate that. I can only think of two other names in sports that have meant as much to the game and have are cultural icons like Arnold Palmer, and that's Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson. Those are the only two names I, that popped into my head um, with the, the fourth, probably Muhammad Ali. Those are the four to me. And, of course, we lost Mr. Uh, Ali earlier this year, Honor Palmer yesterday. I'm just – what a sad day it was. And we knew with Mr. Palmer's age that this day would come, but it still, it still was shocking for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you, you never can be prepared for something like this. Um, and all you can do is try to look back at the impact that he had, the greatness that we all were able to witness and, and smile, because that's honestly probably what he'd want us to do right now. Well, so I turned off a bad football game, Dallas and Chicago, to watch Golf Channel basically from 8 o'clock our time until the wee hours. And when we talked, who can we have on the show today that can put all of this into context first name that popped into our head was Gary Williams. So he's going to be on the show from Golf Channel as we come back from this short little break. When we get right back, we're going to talk to Gary Williams from Golf Channel. You're listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. All right, welcome back to the show. Harry Arnett, Jeff Newbarth, as promised, joining us on the phone now, co-host of Morning Drive on the Golf Channel, Gary Williams. Gary, always great to talk to you. I wish it was under different circumstances, my friend. Gary, me too. Jeff, how are you, gentlemen? Doing great, doing great. Hey, um, you know, you've spent so much time with Mr. Palmer. Um, can you just take us through, you've been lucky enough to attend his birthday celebrations up in Latrobe, and you got to have lunch with him this year during the, the U.S. Open when you were at Pittsburgh uh, at Oakmont. J- just take us through kind of some of the behind the curtains, some of those special moments you were lucky enough to spend with him. You know, it, Jeff, it really began not long after I got to Golf Channel. It was February of 2011. And one of the coordinating producers here came to me and said the USGA is doing an event for some of their special members over at Bay Hill, and Mr. Palmer is going to do a fireside chat. And would you would you do it with him? Uh, would you would you MC the event and just you know sit up there and chat with them? And I said, Gosh, are you kidding? So that evening he was he was like he is with and was with everybody, so warm. And he said to me as we were walking up on the stage, he said, he said, you're going to be fine. Because he could tell, and I had not been around him before, that I was a little, <laughs> I was a little edgy. But, uh, you know, subsequently, you know, every time I was around him, we always seemed to have a very natural conversation. And, you know, he liked to joke and he liked to needle. And he was very interested, Jeff, as you know, with the goings-on here. He had tremendous pride in... in what the Golf Channel, you know, was, is, and, and maybe down the road, and it's changed a lot, and you saw a lot of that change. And so, 
you know, it, it just seemed like with every interlude that our relationship seemed to be more comfortable. And he would invite me to have breakfast with him at Bay Hill, and he would he would ask about my daughters, and he would say, "Why don't you bring them to breakfast?" And I I I did. Um, and you know, this this past June, we had the chance to go out, and it was myself and a few of my colleagues here from Golf Channel, Game and Hack, and Matt Janella, and just uh, you know, sit with them and have lunch. You know, I knew I, I knew that you know the the time was shorter than longer, uh, but he still. You know, he always he always had those moments where where the spark. He just didn't have the energy level, but he would always have moments where he would make you, you know, he would make you laugh. And you know, both you guys were getting a kick out of this. We I saw him at the Masters, and they walked him out, and he was obviously very frail. And they sat him down there on the lawn. And I told Charlie Reimer, I said, Charlie, let's just go over and say hi. I mean, either, you wouldn't have believed, well, you would have believed the number of people who were, you know, going over and just trying to shake his hand. And these are all dignitaries in the game of golf. And so we went over there, and he said two things to me that, that showed me that he still had, you know, the light was still on. He said to me, how much, how much shoe polish is Charlie putting in his hair? Um, <laughs> And then, and then he, I, he said, just, just sit down, sit down. So I sat down next to him, and we were chatting, and um, he said, he, he, he sniffed like he smelled something. And he did that a couple of times. He goes, I smell an agent. And lo and behold, this longtime agent came right around the corner. He turned to me and said, told you, could you smell it? I mean, he just, he, he still had it. He still had he just didn't have a lot of it, particularly in the last couple of months. I had had lunch with Mr. Palmer uh, three years ago, and I was having an Arnold Palmer at the Arnold Palmer with Arnold Palmer. <laughs> and I told I t- and I told Mr. Palmer, I said, "Hey, I just want you to know that it's not lost on me how big a moment this is." for me and he said mm-hmm. it's a big moment for me too and he was he <laughs> he was almost like serious but the way that he said it was like so funny and it it was what everything said about Mr. Palmer's he was as authentic as it gets truly truly I mean I you know and I, the, the, the thing that always amazed me and you know Kit his wife was very protective of him and and in the last you know, two years in the times that I would see him, you know, she was constantly by his side and he, he adored her, but you could tell that she was trying to, you know, trying to protect him in terms of his energy level. And, but, but he never, I never one time got a sense that he was agitated by anybody approaching him. He realized that that moment for each and every one of those people, whether it was getting an autograph, just shaking his hand, was going to be one of the most important moments of their lives because I mean you're you're meeting a living American icon and I don't think he ne- he never lost sight of that he never had a moment and all the people I've spoken to who have known him certainly lots longer than I have uh, said the same thing nope he never showed any frustration none Gary I was when the news hit yesterday like everyone else I immediately went to. Golf Channel, and of course, had my my iPad out in front of me. Thousands of pictures people put on the internet yesterday of him and his fans. I mean, literally 
thousands. There's not another athlete like that. No, I don't. I, no, I don't think so. And I, you know, they were they're very different uh, culturally. They're very different in terms of the, their impact and how they made an impact. But it was it was global. And I think to Muhammad Ali, and I think Ali had. You know, we lost him at the beginning of June, and coincidentally, I happened to be in Scotland at the time, and I, the day after his passing, I was in a, a, just a Scottish market, and every single tabloid, every single newspaper in the U.K. and in Scotland, you know, had Ali on, on the back and the front pages. And I think that, you know, Ali had that as well. There was some, you, you realized you were, you were really in the midst of somebody who was almost, had, had a almost acquired mythical status, but yet they were still before you. I think Ali had that same quality, but there's no doubt Palmer did as well. Hey, Gary, of all the pictures that were posted today, the one that, that kind of got me a little bit, made me smile, but also a little sad, was the one that you posted of your hand touching the Arnold Palmer sign uh, just outside of Studio AP. Um, you also, along with Holly Saunders, got to walk Mr. Palmer through that studio prior to the relaunch uh, and the studio move uh, for Morning Drive and got to show him that studio named after him, um, you know, for the first time. What, what is it like for you today that was different than other days, putting your hand on that sign like you do every day before the show and also reflect back to that, that, that moment where you got to walk him through, this, through the studio for the first time? Well, Jeff, it was sad. Uh, it, it was sad, and you were, you were the one who had the idea and it was brilliant to, uh, to, to name it Studio AP. And, you know, the day that he came in here and all of the days, and they became more infrequent that he would be able to visit us, were, you know, special for everybody in this building. And when he walked down that hallway, uh, he was touched. He was moved. And, you know, I, I touch that, that sign every day um, as as basically my way of, of saying to myself and to him, I'm playing for you today. This is, you know, I have a responsibility to do my best uh, because in large measure why I have the job that I have is because of you. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a little different. It'll mean the exact same thing um, with respect to why I do it, but it's going to take on a little bit different tone because uh, he's, he's no longer with us. But that day when he cut the ribbon and, um, and he said, and he said in a kind of a low voice, but our, but, you know, our audio picked it up. He said, it's perfect. And what else, what else could you or I or anybody else involved at that time have wanted him to say, but just that. So many athletes today have nicknames. A lot of athletes in the past have nicknames. His nickname was the best, the King. And somehow Gary, that, now, even in retrospect, seems kind of understated, doesn't it? It does. It does. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, there's, a, there's an athlete in another sport who has that affixed to his, his nickname. Um, but it's not just the king. You always have to say LeBron's last name. Arnold Palmer, he was just the king. And yet for him, it wasn't pretentious because he was such an everyman. A lot of people, particularly in today's society, with social media and the cynicism, probably say, boy, that's kind of a, isn't that kind of an arrogant nickname? For him, it never, nobody ever had that feeling that it was. And it is understated because he was, he was so, so important 
to the advancement of this game over the last 50 years when television came along that, that you know, it, it, it's not lost on me that yesterday as he's passing, Rory McIlroy is going to be, you know, going to an ATM machine today and noticing that there is in excess of $11 million in his account uh, by virtue of one week of work. That goes all the way back to where it began when television and golf married, and he was the one at the altar. Hey, Gary, you know, one of the things we try to do on this podcast um, is kind of give people a little bit of behind the scenes and give them, you know, a chance, you know, to kind of pull the curtain back. What has what the last 18 hours been like for you? Because I know your morning routine, you don't get much sleep anyway. Um, but obviously, I'm sure it was uh, either a sleepless or a very little sleep uh, evening as you guys have kind of entered a 24-hour coverage mode. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, it, it, I, I actually was asleep. Um, I went to bed particularly early uh, because I was expected to travel and still am uh, to Minneapolis uh, now later than I thought originally. But nonetheless, uh, I went to bed around 8 o'clock, and my wife walked in the bedroom at 8.30 and woke me up and she said he's passed away. And then, you know, from that moment forward, it was, you know, a, a, a litany of text messages, phone calls, and then obviously, as you guys both know, the, the, the wheels are, are, are churning in terms of how we're going to present our program the next day and, and the network has been live since 9.15 last night and I'm getting ready to go back on from uh, for another three hours here before heading up to uh, to Hazeltine. And, I, you know, for me, I slept for about two and a half hours and, um, you know, really relying on, on, you know, just kind of adrenaline and, and a responsibility. Uh, this is a very, this is a day that we all knew was going to come and we, we hoped it would be, you know, much further down the road. But, you know, the network was prepared and certainly our people today, I thought, did, a, did an admirable job trying to get the perspective of a lot of people and you know I drove in this morning and and uh, you know thought a lot about it and I'll tell you both I, I've thought a lot about this day not in a, uh, a morbid sort of way but I've thought a lot about this day over the last year but the one thing that I've, I've not done and I didn't do I never wrote anything down I, I've, I told myself that if you can't rely on you know your feelings and your experiences with the man and um, then, then, then you're you're not doing it in an authentic way. So I, I never wrote anything down or any any lead, to any feature, or any initial thought or monologue. It was just going to be, which I think everybody on the program essentially did today was we, we spoke from the heart, and you know this building is this is the saddest day in the history uh, of Golf Channel, and but there is also. At some point, and we've done some of it already. Um, you got to celebrate. You got to celebrate. That I look around, you know, this newsroom when I interviewed, uh, you know, Jeff. As you know, the inner workings of this place. It was very, very different. I mean, a lot has changed just in the last six years. And I look around and I go, my God, you know, this this man, you know, without his 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 guts and his charisma and his ability to persuade people. You know, I don't know. Somebody, I guess, eventually would have come up with this, but he was the right guy at the right time. And so the last 18 hours have been, uh, you know, it's been melancholy, and it will continue to be so. And I think this week is going to be interesting for, you know, these 24 individuals who are, who are you know, they got to go up there and, and do their best. But I think, 
in a good way, there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of reflection and a lot of celebration uh, of his life because he is so well connected even still to the to the contemporaries of today because he hosts an event and because he was still the coolest guy in the room. I thought that too on the timing being so interesting coming into a week that's supercharged with emotion and can frankly get sideways in a hurry that somehow hopefully this will have us all remember that this event this week the Ryder Cup is about the fans the competition and one thing that Mr. Palmer always stood for was the utmost respect for the the player that he was competing against and it serves as a nice backdrop I think heading into this week Harry I think it does as well and you know he was you know the thing about him is you know I don't when I think about him I never think about numbers I never think about you know the the, the number of wins we all know and the number of majors it was never about numbers for him and the other thing that I think about with him was you know what I I know in the modern era at least in the last 25 years associates Greg Norman with heartbreak you know this man got his heart broken on, on more than one occasion, and how did he handle it? He handled it with total grace and aplomb. He took it like a man. And, you know, I think the players this week will, you know, I, we had Davis Love on the program this morning, and he was highly emotional. And he talked about how Arnold Palmer was so good to him as just a little boy because he knew his dad, and his dad was a member of the PGA of America who he had a, you know, he had a great deal of respect for those men and women. And he talked about, you know, just his his first recollection of Arnold Palmer, you know, patting him on the head when he was a 10-year-old boy. And, and he said, you know, last night when they got the news that they had to pivot, they had to shift, that, that the tone of this week is going to be different. And they have to do everything they can to, uh, to, to honor the man and respect the man while also trying to go out and, and win the competition. Well, Gary... Thanks again for, for joining us on the show and offering some words about Mr. Palmer and what he's meant to not just um, Golf Channel, of course, but to all of us that are a part of this game. Know that you're working on not a lot of sleep. You still have security cam footage of Rory McIlroy at the ATM to go over later, it sounds like. And uh, have a have a great week this week. And we look forward to, to following the telecast and all the coverage this week of the Ryder Cup and Mr. Palmer. Well, guys, thanks so much. And I know that it's a sad time out there because of his longstanding relationship with with Callaway. So I know that uh, heavy hearts out there as well. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Gary. That's Gary Williams. Jeff, thanks for being here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time on the Pirate Ship Podcast. Thanks for listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. For more great content like this, visit CallawayGolf.com.